Okay, guys, so welcome to another episode of Really Social Estate. Today we have a very special guest, this man who is here in front of you. His name is Brendan Piper. Uh, I'm just going to read through a little bit of Bible his. You can find more information, of course, on a website about what they do in Piper Properties group.com so 31 units 11 flips for wholesales so it is awesome brendan thank you for being on the show today yeah thank you thank you thank you so it, it, it's fun like it's always fun talking with real estate people and again like what's going on currently uh with the covid and you know that's a big topic right now as we spoke before but uh like, first of all, can we just go through your personal experience? Like, why did you decide it, first of all, uh, get involved into real estate business? You know, the book that really got me going was Rich Dad, Poor Dad. <clears throat> and so that, you know, I read that book uh, years ago and it, it yeah. sparked something in me. A, because it was an easy read, which I liked. Uh, Robert Kawasaki writes very simply. And it just kind of grew from there. And there was this idea in the book that, you know, that you're, you're either making yourself money and your family money and you're building your wealth mm -hmm. and or you're building someone else's wealth. The longer I worked for my credit card company, Heartland, which was an amazing company, and I got to you know, build to my skills and yeah. yeah, got to build my skills with that. <clears throat> um, you know, the tipping point was I got my second painting, um, which I actually have. I just took them down. They're sitting in the corner right here. Um, but the first painting, you have to make your company $10,000 a month to get it. And then the second painting, you have to be making your company $33,000 every month. And of that $33,000, you know, I was making seven. And it you know, it was just that snowball and I made a, a tough decision to quit. Um, you know, uh, I was making six figures, but I mm -hmm. saw that and I saw I was making them $33,000 a month. And I'm like, shit, you know, if this would have been my own gig, yeah. you know, if this would have been my own business, that yeah. all would have been me. And that would have set me up for my life. So I made the tough decision. Um, why, why do you say why do you say that was tough because it was a six figures and now you transition into zero figures right yeah so tough financially um, mm -hmm. I still got to keep half of my revenue so all of the clients that I served in the credit card world okay. even after I leave which is amazing my CEO was amazing I, I'm still getting that paid awesome. four that years awesome. later wow. uh, but yeah moving from you know a hundred thousand dollars a year plus to making 50 so half of your income for your family mm -hmm. and that's fearful right not knowing if you can make it but yeah, i think the big the big fear thing is can you make it full-time you know can you can you make it in the real estate business full-time and so i think the combination of the financial part as of your pride and your ego and wondering hey can i can i do this so that that was a fearful point for me yeah i guess so and probably by that time while you was earning six figures you personally and as a family got used to the certain level of you know having this some you know lifestyle and you know cutting that lifestyle in half well at least from your part uh, you know like you when it, when everybody have to contract 
I mean, it's no fun. Like what's going on currently in the market? A lot of people contracting, going from, again, similar situations. A lot of people going from earning six, six figures to zero figures. You know, that's, that's happening right now. But uh, so what, how, again, because I think that would be very powerful what you just said. So what got you confident into the idea that you can actually go from six figures and start your own business and duplicate that or maybe even go beyond that? Yeah, I think it was helpful, you know, to have the the passive income from my old job. So, you know, still having that base, you know, that that $50,000 a year base was helpful, right? Yeah. Um, the other thing is like, I had some deals under my belt. So it wasn't like, I had no idea what I was doing, you know, so at that time, you know, I had a few flips under my belt. I had a few rentals, so it wasn't like I had to uh, learn the business. Mm -hmm. I had a, a decent idea of how to become successful in real estate. It was just taking all that additional time instead of spending 40 to 50 hours a week in the credit card processing world, spend that in real estate. And that's really what gave me the courage of realizing like, dude, 40 hours a week, you get back 40 to 50 hours a week. If you go all in on this real estate game, what kind of income could you have? For the people who are watching this and thinking like, okay, cause that was three years ago. Was it three years ago or more than three years ago? Cause it's 2020. So I don't know how, uh, is, is this bio been updated right now? But uh, so 2017, you, you quit your credit card company, right? Yeah, yeah. right around there, yeah. So, I mean, how did it felt for you? Cause you said, listen, I have this 40 hours, 50 hours that I'm putting in this job and I'm making like 30 plus K a month for the company where I can make same or probably even more with real estate business. So when you, when, when that transition happened, what did you find easier? Because, you know, being a business owner, uh, again, being one of those people, like it's 24, seven, 365 job. I mean, you know, like people, again, people, sometimes they see the business, they think it's very sexy. They think it's, oh my God, like it's the cash, it's the money, like the houses, you travel the world, like you, you, you people see this false perspective. Well, it's actually, I don't like the word grind, but it, it's, it's a lot of times it feels just like that. You're just grinding things and making things work, solving, solving a lot of problems. And it's like always, you go into bed, you wake up and you just like moving things around and just pushing yourself in the market. Well, while having a job, you go in there, you do your eight, 10 hours a day, you close the doors and that's it. You don't have to think about it. So yeah. how did it, how that transition worked for you? Did you find it, did you find it very difficult or like, how was that, you know, experience for you personally? Yeah, the, the transition wasn't too difficult uh, for me uh, because I'm a self-starter. So like I, you know, I, I'm best in the morning and I, I love getting out of bed. And it more just gave me uh, more firepower, realizing that that money that I was making for Heartland, now I can make, make that money myself. And so that idea for me of building long-term generational family wealth is what really got me excited. But yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, you got some people out there, but it's long hours and it's humbling, right? Like um, you have those days where you're just like, everything you touch is gold and you're like, man, this is easy. I got it. And then you have another day where everything you touch is just shit, you know? And so yeah. it's the, 
high highs and the low lows and it's it's navigating um it, it's really navigating um the emotional part of yourself yeah. of not getting too tied to the wins or too tied to the losses and just i think you you know what your question was alluding to was really uh, and i don't know if i like the word grind either but you do have to work hard you know you mm. do have to put the time in um and so you uh, you can't get around that you can't get around um the the hard work of of running a business and um yeah yeah and for very, me go ahead no 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 please please sorry for interrupting please oh um yeah i was just gonna say the um the humbling part of running a business as well as exciting part is realizing i am in control of my destiny that's powerful um, and now that makes you eat your losses though and so Mm -hmm. You know, if you're only making 50 grand a year in real estate, that's because you are only making 50 grand a year and your, your gifts and your strengths aren't well suited, or maybe you have a lot of weaknesses you need to shore up. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you have to learn to eat the humble pie, but then also, which gets me more excited is like, you have an opportunity to make whatever you want to make. The only exactly. thing that's stopping you is you. And so it's the humility of it, but also this, this exciting opportunity of uh, income being, there's no ceiling. You can make whatever you want to make. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, our, and all that depends, again, on a person that somebody becomes. So, and that's, again, you, you can invest as much as you want into yourself, again, during these times when, where time is actually available so people can actually go and research some stuff and just, because now I think in these times during this, you know, COVID, if you're watching this during these times, you know, still going on and this is the right time to go and invest in yourself, you know, because, you know, Warren Buffett said that. I mean, if, if people like that seeing these type of quotes and you see them floating around on the internet, like the best investment in yourself will pay the highest dividends. So, and that's the truth, you know, like this is going to be the best investment. Don't look at the Bitcoin and the stock markets and unless maybe it's real estate, you know, and, and still you need to be careful which asset class you're investing in. And of course, we're going to talk about that, but invest in yourself, take the time out of equation, like put in, put in the time right now and learn some skills because everybody now running around confused, like, oh my God, I only have $400 euros pounds in savings. And that is disappearing very quick. So, and maybe my job is, is not going to be around for a long time. So that's, that's, I, I like what you're saying, you know, because uh, people need to hone, you know, some skills and maybe eat, you know, like, like just put in the time and, and get valuable skills and grow themselves. Because again, what you mentioned, like building this generational wealth, which I know like uh, you have two boys. So look, at the end of the day, the business is going to be equal to the person that you become, right? 100%, yeah. And, and like, that's going to be so much when it comes to your generational wealth and teaching your boys how to do the same because i've been you you personally going through this journey which is you know like learning the scales you know failures and just you know the grinding part and you know like becoming a, a better person and learning skills and you know getting uncomfortable and that's going to be transferred in a different way than just 
sitting around and doing, you know, nine to five and working as a cashier and telling your kids, hey, listen, you need to become successful. You need to do that. And you're kind of telling them instead of showing. So I think in your case, it's super powerful, you know, because again, you're going through the process, you know, doing this thing entirely yourself. So the, the, the entire message is going to be easier to pass on, you know, the, the next generation. Because, you know, parenting is like people like to tell, you know, kids, oh, don't do that. But you're actually playing the game. So that's completely different. So talking about the real estate and looking at the bio again, you know, uh, served in the army. So have you, first of all, have you reached the poor, uh, have you read the rich dad, poor dad while serving the army? Or was that after that? It was in the army. In the army. And yeah, I, yeah. I know I know that uh, Robert Kiyosaki served at, uh, in uh, Vietnam. He flew the helicopter as well, so he was in a war. And he said in couple more than a couple interviews, he said uh, serving in a military that was one of the best things ever. Because uh, I don't know, would you agree? And again, it's kind of a controversial maybe topic, and a lot of people would uh, don't like that. And now they're going to be like, you know, unsubscribe, dislike. Because look, the, the generation right now is soft. Would you agree with that? That people are soft because a lot of people, they're not serving in the military and uh, they're not choosing that path. And uh, they're just playing the, you know, Call of Duty online. That's, that's the military right now. So would you, would you agree that people are getting too soft right now? I mean, the younger generation? You know, it's, it's hard to make a blanket statement, right? Um, mm -hmm. But I would say that the older generation, you know, my parents' generations, people in their uh, 50s, 60s, and 70s are definitely harder um, and, and have more discipline and self-respect than the younger generation. Um, but it's difficult to put a blanket statement, you know, I mean, because mm -hmm. I see some young it's not entrepreneurs exactly. that are it's out everybody. there. So it's not all of them. I mean, you got a few guys out there that are killing it and a few women that are killing it. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, it's, it's hard to put blame on that, you know? Um, but yeah, for me, I would love to see, you know, all men serve minimally two years in the military because it brought me so many skills and it brought me so many, um, it brought me so many things that I would not have been able to pull out of myself. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I, I'm decent with self-discipline and I have good work ethic. Um, and I am a self-starter, but I never would have put myself in those situations if it was just me. Yeah, exactly. And so when you have people that, push your limits your physical limits and your mental limits and you become uncomfortable you can't help but to reap the benefits of what it does for you physically yeah. mentally cognitively and then realizing that you know you have these ceilings that you set for yourself physically and saying i can't do anymore i can't do anymore but there is another level that you can do and there is another level and there's another level on top of that level. And it, the, whole, the whole game is about the different levels of you realizing that these ceilings that you set for yourself, whether it's an income ceiling, whether it's a, a, a physical ceiling of what your body looks like, whether it's a relationship ceiling, that those are all fucking made up. Yeah. And once you yeah. blow through one ceiling, you say, well, hey, I, I didn't think it was possible for me to run whatever, a six minute mile 
and I did it. And that was something that I said I could never do. Now, because I ran a, a, a six minute mile, can I start questioning my other beliefs? I think why, you can. Why, yeah. is my, why is my income only set at a hundred grand a year? Where did that number come from? You yeah. know, and it, it starts questioning that. So no, the military is not for everyone, but could, um, I'd love to see all men serve two years and would it benefit men and make them harder, more self-disciplined, um, help with their physical appearance, their self-discipline, uh, mm -hmm. rituals? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because again, it's coming back to the same topic. Is like you, 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 that what's going on around you, and I mean the the environment that people create around them is is dependable on them. Like, look, because that's how the wealthy think. You rich that you you read the rich that poor that. Look, the we we start with ourselves and we push ourselves in the market. Like we control, we supposed to control what's going on around around us instead of getting the environment to control us, which is that's what people do most of the time they they you know they get you know all this information coming to them and they just react instead of creating you know noise around themselves so it's super powerful you know but i i definitely think that people can get a lot of skills you know by again look if, if you're not looking to serve like you can go to seminars events i mean there's different things but probably you know going through what you what you've been through eight years you know serving uh, I'm not sure you can go, you know, through that by reading a book or going to the seminar. But you know, there's there's different ways right now that you can build your self confidence, you know, discipline, and just get get the right uh, get the right skills in line to make sure that you can achieve uh, whatever goals you set for yourself. So talking about, you know, you're coming back from from Iraq, and uh, you got involved into real estate. You read the rich that poor that. So what was the first deals that you got into after coming back from there? Yeah, first deal was a, a flip deal. And, um, you know, I had my uncle come to the conference with me. And, um, you know, I, I owe him so much. You know, he believed in me enough, which was crazy because I hadn't done a deal yet. You know, he lives in California and he took out a, a home equity line of credit of $55,000 and gave it to me. Wow. You know, and said, hey, like, let's let's make it happen. And so... Yeah, I shout, got out, shout out to the uncle. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. Um, yeah, That's when awesome. you have anyone believe in you, um, you know, it's easy to believe in someone when you see the success, right? When yeah. when someone's done, even if they've done five, six flips, you're like, okay, you know, you have some experience. I had no experience at all. And mm. for him to do that, it, it meant a lot to me. Yeah, well, so, yeah. He probably already knew, like, you, you're the man of your word. You served in the military. So he already probably, because I'm sure he probably served, served in the military as well, right? No. No. Okay. So, but look, he probably seen some skills and, and you know, he saw that you, you're on point. You're disciplined. You, you, you know what you're doing. You, you're in place in here. Your mind is in place. And he just trusted you on that probably, you know, because that's the discipline and the will and having all these leadership traits, whatever the military taught you, I think it's, it's more important than having real estate skills. Because look, if you, if you read a book and you say, oh, I don't know what the cap rate is, I, I can underwrite, I can go on call, you know, cold call, all of that. Like, look, you can learn all of that by reading the book, by, you know, taking the seminar and all of that. 
but you cannot get the you know the the confidence the determination the you know the will the like all those things that you learn in the military you cannot get that by reading a book so you know like and i think that's much powerful and again in a business and you probably see a lot of people who are coming back from the military they're starting the businesses because they have the skills you know so these skills are more more powerful than reading any book i think so i think he trusted you on that one so you got into real estate so can we talk about the you i see you have 31 units so where's that coming from is that the flips that you did or or, or that's the multifamily part yeah, so we did a few flips early on, um, you know, and, and the first course I took wasn't that valuable for the amount of money that went into it. Um, but there's a course, there's a follow-up course, which is a little more expensive. And that course, uh, you know, was expensive enough that it, it put my back against the wall. And that was a good thing. You know, when I had all my credit cards maxed out, now it wasn't well, let me think about real estate, you know, because at this point in time, I was still working for Heartland. So I had income coming in. But with all those credit cards maxed out, now it was a, I have to make this happen, which was good. Uh, the thing I took away from the first course well, was actually the second course, but same company was this idea of uh, the strategy of building wealth. And I really like it and, and I agree with it still to this day. And that was that you flip a house to get the money, you know, whether you make 15,000 or 30,000, you mm -hmm. take that money, you live broke, right? And you buy a rental. You flip another house with that income, you buy another rental. And so your flips give you that cash injunction that you need that capital to basically buy a rental. And so I really love that philosophy. Um, there's a lot of guys out there that just flip houses and there's nothing wrong with that, but I think you're gonna have a job the rest of your life. Yeah. Um, and there's other guys that do rentals, but most guys that do rentals, when they really start diving into it, they run out of capital, uh, capital very, very quickly, especially mm -hmm. if you need 20% down on a, a $300,000 uh, complex, right? That they run out of that quickly. So I enjoyed that, and I think um, that's been a blessing to have that in the back of my mind um, in those flips, basically funding the rentals. Um, the rentals are, um, for me, the rentals are the game to be in. You know, that is, that's true freedom. Mm. And wealth for me is more about time than about money. And, um, but you have to get to a place where you have an abundance of money where it's not as important. Yeah. And now my money that I'm making, I pay everyone to do everything. Um, and I sit, you know, as the, uh, you know, there's a book out there called the magician versus the mule. And I can sit as the magician because I have money and I have my vision and now it's about um, taking that income and saying, hey, I need this property fixed, or hey, I need this fixed, I need that fixed, and I can kind of get things done, um, which saves me time. Mm -hmm. And um, so, yeah, for me, true wealth really is in the freedom and, and getting your time back. And so that journey went from flipping houses, which is great when you make 15 grand, but then so what? 
you got 15 grand sitting in your checking account. Well, great. Well, now what? Yeah. And so uh, that's where I really got into rentals. And yeah, yeah. I, I, again, so that, that's the game to play, you know, because I'm just looking at the book, Magician versus Mule, the ultimate guide to lifestyle, wealth, and freedom. Anybody who wants to go and grab the book that, uh, that you know, you, you mentioned. So that's, that's awesome. I love it. So again, like reading, so do you think like reading the books and going to the seminars, events, and just coaching, if, if we can, a bit of the mindset type of thing, you know, like self-development, education. Uh, so like, how was that important for you personally? Because you mentioned you went to one event, that didn't work out, then you went to another one. Uh, you learned about, you heard about them talking about creating that wealth. So you follow that rule and like what happened after, like how much and if so, how consistently you're like reading and go to the events because right now maybe physically it's not possible and coaching, like do you, do you do that? And would you recommend, like what would you recommend for people to go and grab first? Is it the seminar book, the mentoring, like what, what's the option there? Yeah. Um... Without a doubt, you know, like we talked about a few minutes ago, like you, you are only going to go as far as, as, as you can carry your own team and you can carry your own business. Why try to make all the mistakes? You know, if you can learn from other people, do that. Learn from their mistakes. Um, you know, in terms of the right avenue, um, yeah, I don't believe there's a right avenue, um, but definitely educate yourself. If you learn best through books, do it. Um, you know, for me, I do all of it. I just, uh, you know, I probably spend two hours a day reading, listening wow. to podcasts, YouTube. Like I, I'm really addicted to the, the growth of me as a person, as well as my business. So I think it's, it's really paramount to, to do that. The takeaway is this, is it, it doesn't matter what book you read. It doesn't matter what seminar you go to. What matters is that you take something from that book, from that seminar, from that YouTube clip, and you implement it in your business. Um, mm -hmm. Without doing that, it doesn't matter how many of these things do you go to, you know, but yeah. it minimally take one thing and implement it. And if you do that along the way, you will see massive gains. Yeah, well, yeah, I came across these type of people and I knew them personally. Some of those were my business partners before in a previous business. And uh, I like these people, I hope they're watching because, you know, they need to learn the lesson because all they do is just go to the seminars and they just read the books and they brag about it too. You know, at the end of the year, it's like, oh my God, I read 50 books. I went to 15 seminars. Okay, how did it, how did your business, did it change? No, I kind of do the same, so. So like, I don't, I like, I don't understand, you know, I don't understand these type of people. Right, well, right. Everybody operates differently. You like, you, you don't have to do all of that, you know, like read a bunch of books, go to the events and then walk around, you know, smart, but with no results. It, it, like it's already been teaching, like it, this is the process, what they do in school. So like, I, I don't, I don't think why you need to do this extra, extra work, you know, besides, uh, besides what school is teaching. So do you believe, because I see like, I'm just, I'm just going through your feed like on, on Facebook and I found some very interesting stuff and I want to discuss about that. So how do you feel is, um, and think, feel, feel and think that it's important to give back to people actually, you know, in the times like these that we currently at, uh, just help a neighbor out, 
you know, because everybody, I know, you know, it's all about the social distancing. It's like, we're, we're in this, you know, like in a bubble right now. Don't touch me. Don't talk with me. But do you think in the times like these, everybody should come together and just stay closer? Uh, maybe not physically, remotely, but should, you know, like start becoming as, as a big community and, you know, thinking how we can solve problems collectively. Can we talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, there, there, there's never a perfect time to, to serve people. But, and it doesn't matter, you know, if you serve people with your money and if you can help people out financially, you know, or if you can be a person that uh, your gift is a listener and you're a good listener, um, or if you're a person that likes to talk and, and you're a good communicator and you can inspire people and lift people up. Mm-hmm. But I think uh, now is a great time to do that. You know, there's a lot of people that are feeling isolated and, uh, and alone now more than ever before. Um, you know, I think the introverts are, are fine. And I think the extroverts are probably going a little fucking crazy where they're like, man, I need some social interaction now. I don't yeah. believe, I don't believe, like, I don't know. I, I don't believe the introvert extrovert idea. I think it's just an idea, man. You know, I think, I think if you put this so-called guy or girl that, that's labeled as an introvert, uh, you know, because these people like something, they have hobbies, they have interests, right? So let's say their interest is music some particular genre and if you put these people in a place where there's computer scientists like if you put me in that position i will become an introvert in a second i will be like oh my god like i will be in a corner i don't know nothing about software about you know like coding like i'm i'm extrovert i'm I'm introvert in that situation but put pe- put people who like you know something that other people like as well and they will be like boom like a flower start start to bloom you know so like I, I like I don't know because I think you know like sometimes you know is is just my opinion again I'm not right or wrong or I don't know you guys tell me in the comments down below how do you feel but there's a lot of labels I think out there particularly probably came across people who coming back from 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 war or service you know in a military and they and they and they get labeled right Oh, you have the ADHD, ADHD. Like in the States, you have all these like alphabet diseases. It's insane, you know? So I think it's all labels. Look, there's a lot of stuff going on and we're not gonna, you know, cover the, like I'm not the guy who covers all the, you know, like, oh my God, the, the government there. Like, I don't talk about the Illuminati, all those type of things, you know, like I'm not that type of person, but I just believe we as people, you know, we've been labeled a lot of times. And we have to understand, like, look, like what you're saying, you know, talk about the limitations, like it's a limitation, you know? So yeah. like, look, why we go to school? It's a good question, right? Like you, you like you read that, you read the rich dad, poor dad, he had the rich dad who was a business owner and he had a poor dad who was a, a teacher. So if that says poor dad is a teacher, that should say something to you. It's like, you know, why do you want to learn from a poor people? Again, you, you're going to learn poor people habits. So, you know, it's just something that just to think about, you know. So talking about the real estate, because I would love to talk, uh, you know, about that topic. Again, it's, uh, you know, I love it. I'm not actively or passively invested in the deals yet, but it's a great topic. And I think, it, you know, just covering the basics of why is it important to be in real estate and this particular 
niche that you talked about, rental properties, maybe even more specific multifamily deals uh, that you said you want to get involved in the future as well. Uh, like why in particular multifamily? Because you did the wholesaling flips, uh, rental properties, and now we want to go big into multifamily deals. So like what would be the simple reasons uh, for you to go in, in this type of deals? Yeah, you know, I, I like multifamily just because it's, it's bigger deals. Um, and you have the opportunity to gain a lot more equity faster. So, I mean, if I buy a single family house in Wisconsin in the areas I'm investing in, you know, um, you know, maybe I can pick up 30,000, 40,000, $50,000 of equity. But if you buy a, you know, a, a million dollar building, and if you buy that property undervalued, right? Mm -hmm. And if you put, you know, hundred grand into it and all of a sudden it's worth 1.5 million, like that amount of equity that you can play with now, you know, that $400,000 of capital that your net worth has gone up and that you can use that to build other um, ventures and, and you can take that money out and invest it other places. Um, so it's a faster way to build wealth. Um, and you can really skyrocket your capital with those big, big buildings. You know, if you, um, like if you're flipping a house and you get it at, let's say you're all done and it's all, you buy it, you know, at 50 cents on the dollar, you fix it up, you put your money into it and you're at 75 cents on the dollar. It's great. You know, that's a good deal. And you can make your, you know, your 15 to 20 grand in my market. And so that's, that's great. But then if you buy a hundred unit at that same price point, right? You know, and, and you buy that at 50 cents on the dollar and you fix it up and now you're at 75 cents on the dollar. Well, great. Now, you know, you're at $750,000. It's worth a million. You just made $250,000 of capital. And so it's a faster way to scale your, 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 your wealth. So, um, yeah. that's why I like uh, the idea of multifamily. Yeah, definitely agree with that. It's, I mean, going bigger is definitely better. Like anything, anything more in life is always better. You know, having more health, having more wealth, more friends, you know, like it just more is always better. Right. And it just like the game is going faster instead of, you know, buying like one house at a time. I mean, it's, it's a strategy that works. Like, like I'm, not, I'm not the expert to tell you guys like what works, what not. But again, like, I'm, like I spoke with enough people by doing interviews just like that. Like I'm talking with Brendan right now. And everybody who's in a multifamily game, they're coming again for the same reasons. It's because they want to, you know, grow the wealth faster. They want to, you know, they want to have more. Instead of, you know, writing, you know, your mortgage one house at a time, you just buy one huge apartment complex which is 100 units and you just sign one mortgage so you know it, it's faster and like what robert kiyosaki talks about like if you flip the properties if you wholesale them whatever you do you know playing the single house game like you're still paying the 50 percent capital gains on top of that right on top of what you like what you're earning so and, and playing you know a game when it comes to multifamily i mean that's where the rich people play, right? It's like you get the, you know, deferred taxes, like the tax advantages, the benefits, and, you know, going 1031 into bigger deals and, 
I mean, there's so many advantages. Again, I'm not a, I'm not an attorney, so I cannot talk about these things. But uh, it's just awesome. It's a, it's a cool game, definitely. Okay, the COVID turned out, and like, how personally and business-wise did you change your goals? If you changed them, and what are you still planning to accomplish for your personal or from business this year? Yeah. No, yeah, you didn't really know, you know, so yeah, obviously I was a little bit fearful, more so with my rentals and wondering if my tenants were going to pay rent, you know, if they were going to be laid off and if they were going to be laid off that they may not have the capital in order to pay rent. So yeah, yeah I went through that, but April was great. Uh, May, I'm probably at about 85% collected rent. So I got really good residents and residents that uh, A, didn't get affected that much. And some of the other ones that did get affected, you know, they hopped on unemployment right away. So um, yeah, my goals. So last year was really all about rentals for me. So I rehabbed about seven of my units. You know, I took $100,000 of my own cash and redid these apartments and made them look beautiful. Um, and this year I'm just gonna collect that money. And so I raised all of my rents on those units. So my cash flow is is looking really good this year. And then at the end of last year, I decided that I'm not gonna flip houses anymore. Um, and that my income, my big chunks of income is gonna come from wholesaling. And so I really wanted to learn the wholesaling business. Um, I took a course in January out in Florida with, a, you know, 40, 50 other investors, actually from uh, Mark DM, shout out to him. That's the book that I, uh, that's the Magicians vs. Mules I was just showing you. Yeah. Uh, and um, in, uh, the idea of wholesaling is that, hey, uh, you can uh, make a portion of what you would if you're flipping, but it's very quick in, quick out. And you don't have the fucking headache of, of, of rehabbing a property and dealing with a contractor and, and managing a flip. And so, <clears throat> yeah, I'm really excited. Like, um, yeah, yeah, see, yeah, I did one deal in December, a wholesale deal, one deal in January. I had zero deals in February, zero deals in, in March. And then I got two in April. And so, you know, April, I had a $50,000 month. And, uh, and the amount of work that I put in was so, so minimal compared to flipping. And so, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, my goal is to work on my wholesaling business. You know, I want to make $150,000, you know, net profit in that. And then, uh, my rental should bring in right around a quarter of a million dollars a year. So, um, I'm, you, you know, that's my gross rent. That's not in my pocket, but, yeah. um, um, yeah, still, so man. You, still, still. Yeah, you, you, you should, you know, again, in the times where there's a lot of people, you know, not in a position, you know, to, to be like you are, but I, I wouldn't even be envy if people are listening right now and thinking, oh, Brandon, like, you know, he's just bragging and talking about earning all these hundreds of thousands of dollars. Like, look, you know, this guy did the homework, you know, he did the homework and it took, it took a long time. Like it's been three years. It's been three years of, you know, you know, the word, you know, what word is coming, grinding, you know, grinding and just yeah. working, working, continue to do that until this day, you know, spending two hours a day reading and, you know, just digesting all this information and looking how to work deals and, 
you know, how to become better and how to grow your business. So it's no wonder that you're making this amount of money, man, because that's what it takes, you know, and people don't want to do that. So, you know, any negative comments, guys, you know, like you need to understand, like you, you, you cannot have a positive life with, with all that negative attitude. So first of all, that has to change. So, you yeah. know, I'll, so I'll, I want to piggyback on what you said real quick, because you're sure. so right. And I previously, when someone told me how much money they would make, I would get jealous right away. And or I would say, hey, this fucking guy's bragging or I would kind of hate on him. Right. And you you hit it on the head, man. You yourself will not become wealthy until you appreciate other people that are making money. And if you can start celebrating people around you that are doing good and they don't have to be millionaires, but if they, if they just flipped a house and they made 20 grand, like if you celebrate their wealth, you will open your door to receive the wealth as well. Cause if you hate on other people for making money, you have a mental cognitive block and you yourself will not be able to open that part of wealth abundance if you hate on people that are making money. So you're a hundred percent right on that brother. Hey, look, it, it, like, I don't have to be right or wrong. You just have to go in and like, because you no know, people do lie. I'm not saying that I'm lying, but you know, numbers don't. So go and check the facts uh, before you guys go and judge. If you're talking about, Oh my God, like Brendan is bragging about 200 K and quarter of a million dollars. Like, look, government just printed $2 trillion for this, for this COVID thing. I mean, $2 trillion. I mean, there's so much money floating around. It's unbelievable. I mean, the money is already available. It's, it's, it's just like, who is the smartest? Who, is, who has the skills? Who has a different view on things? And who's taking the action in these times? Because the money is there. The money is always there. You know, it's just like, and that's why it's going, you know, towards people who have the, the skills, the teamwork, the knowledge, the experience, and, and people who don't have that, they, they hate those people. It's like, yeah. oh, these people are, you know, they're rich, they're born rich and all of that stupid stuff. So, you know, that, that's what it is, you know. So, you know, people need to skill up because, again, it's the right time. You know, you're watching this from home on, 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 a, on, a, you know, on a phone. You probably even have a TV on right now while you're watching this. So, you, you know, because social media is super important and there's a lot of things that you can learn on social media. Again, there's a lot of distractions and things, you know, that uh, we're not supposed to watch. But um, what do you think about social media personally? You know, if, if we can talk about that in a minute and uh, like, are you using any of the approaches on social media? And if so, is that helping your business, uh, you know, personally? Like, what's your experience with social media so far? Yeah. So I'm on Facebook. I'm actually trying to get off of it a little more. Um, it, it, it sucks a lot of time, you know, it's, it's extremely addictive, man. And so, um, yeah, you know, I've gotten a few deals from it, you know, just being vocal on there and letting people know what I do. Um, but for the time that I spend on Facebook, it's definitely not worth my time that I spend on it for what I get, you know, I send out direct mailing campaigns, you know, I spend about, you know, a thousand dollars every month and I've been consistent on that the last four months that sends out $2,500 postcards to people. And that's really where I'm making my money. So I think you can make money on Facebook. Um, mm -hmm. You know, Facebook ads are, are still, I think uh, pretty cheap. 
mm-hmm. you know, for what they will be in the next few years. Um, and I believe each avenue can work if you stay consistent with it. Yeah, that's um, the word, yeah. And, and that was my struggle was just jumping, jumping around. And so I committed to wholesaling and I committed to my direct mailing marketing campaign. And, uh, and, and because of that, now all of a sudden I'm seeing the consistency of the deals closing and I know mm-hmm. how many phone calls I'm going to get. And yep. if I want to make more money, you know, if I want to level up and, you know, make 200, $300,000 a year, at the end of this year, I'll have really good data. And then I can say, okay, based on my $1,000 spent, you know, I made 200 grand this year. So if I want to make Mm $400,000 a year, instead of spending a grand a month, let's just double my marketing and let's spend $2,000 a month. And so I'm excited to dive into the data because you said it, numbers don't lie. And, um, and see and there is a ceiling to that you know like like all of a sudden you'll reach that five or seven thousand dollars a month and you won't you know you won't have that same jump because your market can only handle so many deals but i haven't reached that yet you know i don't know where my Mm -hmm. where my diminishing return comes in yet so yeah yeah well i definitely recommend like uh you know, for people who are watching this again, just to, cause this, I talk with a lot of, you know, real estate people and, uh, you know, I, I deal with a lot of them very closely and, you know, it, it's like taking your marketing efforts and just, you know, multiplying 10 times right now, whatever, you know, people are doing currently, because like for you, maybe because you're, you know, your approach in the market is different and what you do is a little bit different. But for the people, you know, let's say who are in multifamily space, they're doing syndications and they're looking to raise capital for potential investments, you know, like they have to pierce through a lot of noise. You know, there's, you know, this 20 plus million people unemployed just in the States, uh, you know, COVID, now it's killer bees. <laughs> you know, it's it's insane amount of, you know, negative information most of the time coming towards people. So somebody somebody has to pierce through that noise. And it's tough. Like before it was tough because you're competing with a lot of people who are, you know, trying to craze that noise themselves. But now it's the big media, it's the, it's the big boys, you know, the CNN, the Fox News and all these people, you know, putting, putting on negative news like 24-7. Taking the social media approach like in the future, would you be implementing anything or maybe there's some softwares that you use currently in the business that helps kind of day-to-day tasks, you know, that are super boring but it just helps uh, those daily tasks to, you know, handle for user. Well, two things, you know, I don't know if social media can help me with that per se. Um, But um, yeah, I mean, a hundred percent agree with what you said. And I think the idea is that what you want to do is that you want to dive into things in your business that you love doing and that you're good at. And then the first things that you want to outsource are things that you are not good at and you don't enjoy doing. I mean, I'm a firm believer that if you do things all day long that you're not good at it and you don't enjoy, you're not going to make it, period, right? Um, but you may be good at something, right, but you don't enjoy it. Well, now you have this negative connotation with what you do every day. And I'm not saying it's bad to suck it up and do that, but the idea is to find the aspect of your business that you're like, dude, I don't, I mean, honestly, dude, a lot of days I don't feel like I'm working. 
exactly. you know, like, and I'm like, this doesn't even make sense. Like, because I'm in my <laughs> gifts, like I'm living in my gifts, you know, like yeah. I, I'm good at talking to tenants, like I'm good at getting shit done. Like that's my God given gifts. And so if you live in that and you enjoy doing it, like all of a sudden you built this business where most people would have failed or given up because they're not good at it or they don't enjoy it. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, without a doubt, you know, there's, there's part of that. And the other thing I wanted to circle around to that you were saying about COVID is like, there is so much fear right now. Mm -hmm. What do you think? Should, and, should, should people, should people like be scared? Like, uh, what, what do you think? What's your personal opinion just on the COVID and the entire thing? Like, Again, uh, like you probably heard like the stats, like I don't know how they're coming up with all the stats and like mortalities and all of that. Like, but like looking to what's happening, let's compare before, sorry for interrupting, but let's compare to, to one thing that happened before in, in this world, which was the Hispanic flu, which killed 500 million people, 500 million people worldwide. How is that comparing like to the COVID, which is like 300,000 or whatever the number like worldwide? Like, should people be fearful? And that's why I said, you know, that people are just too weak right now. And sorry, maybe I'm just being too, 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 too out there, too emotional towards that. But it's just people not being strong enough emotionally and maybe physically. I don't know. Maybe that's part of that. They, they're just, you know, like, look, our grandparents, they, would you agree that in that time when the Hispanic flu, Hispanic flu was around, where 500, you know, there's hundreds of millions of people dying? Would you agree that everything maybe was still open, that the businesses were running, the shops were still running? Do you, do you agree that could be a chance? Yeah, yeah. Hey, look, 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 and we have 300,000 people dying worldwide, and look, the entire world is shut down. It's, I mean, it's insane. Yeah, so. yeah, no, I, and I agree with what you're saying, you know, and there's a lot of stuff out there, and um, no, there's yeah. something fishy going on without a doubt and it's it's um it's politics mm -hmm. and it's power and it's money and yeah. and that happens at the top and and people are starting to see it though because mm -hmm. the longer this shit goes on and the numbers aren't supporting this craziness of shutting everything down there's this growing frustration and this growing uh you know, every day there's thousands and thousands of more Americans and people across uh, the world saying this doesn't make sense. And so when, when, when that happens, the truth will be revealed. And, and I have my own philosophies. I've watched a lot of videos on it. I'm not going to dive into it here. But no, it doesn't make sense. And uh, mm -hmm. the bottom line with health is that like, uh, you know, the bottom line with health is like we have an immune system. And if you listen to some of the doctors out there that, that aren't doctors that are speaking on these large platforms, there's a few that have the courage and they're saying, listen, like, this is insanity. Like, you are making yourself weaker. Yeah. You have this immune system. And if you, uh, so now we have everyone that's not getting in touch with anyone. You stay by yourself. Now your immune system is at an all-time low and it's weaker, okay? And now on top of that, we're, we're hand sanitizing and we're washing our, our, our clothes and we're washing our hands 30 times a day and we're sanitizing everything. So now our immune system is, is at this all-time low. Mm -hmm. 
And he mm -hmm. says, listen, he goes, now when you let everyone out with a weakened immune system, because your body hasn't had to fight anything in, in, in a month, two months, three months, like mm -hmm. there's going to be some big problems. And so, yeah, you know, I don't, um, I think it's BS, um, you know, and there's, um, there's power, there's greed and there's money at the root of this. I promise you that. And I hope that the wrongful people get exposed for doing this. Yeah. Um, now, listen, though, in this time, in this precedented time of fear, there's so much opportunity because mm -hmm. your competitors are scared and yeah. they're retracting and you hit it on the head. If you can expand into the marketplace right now, you know, like there is so much opportunity because when people are scared, they don't think clearly and they don't take action. And so for me personally, it's an exciting time. And um, we're going to see more foreclosures. We're going to see more pre foreclosures. And so this opportunity is absolutely massive right now. And so you can sit and you can be scared. That's one option. Or you can say, what's the point? What's the point of me sitting here and getting scared? Is my life moving forward or is it moving backwards? You know, Roosevelt said the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. And it's like you're mm -hmm. fearing a, a bad flu. You know, so get out there and make this. I mean, this could be the largest and biggest opportunity that you and your business have ever had before. Yeah, definitely. And there's a third option that people, I think, do. They just ignore stuff. It's like, oh, it's not happening. You know, I'm just going to ignore it. You can ignore as much as you want. And again, the health part, again, the doctors talking about the immune system, that bothers me a little bit because I know like it's going to affect a lot of people. They're going to go on the street. They're going to get sick. And because the immune system is weaker. But one thing that bothers me the most, and I talked with a lot of business owners prior to, to that, I said, look, it's not the, the COVID that scares me. It's like, what's going to happen to the economy? And all these trillions of dollars who've been printed, you know, into the economy. I mean, you know, eventually what happens. You read the, you read the books, you read enough books to understand what's going to happen. I mean, when the hyperinflation is going to struck us, we will be like, when the dollar value, when the euro value, like when the currency value is going to plummet, then it's going to be, you know, I'm, I'm saying like, if, like, who knows, I'm not the economist and I'm, the, I'm not the person to talk about, but there's information available. And that's what happens if people just study what happened in Germany and Weimar, Weimar Republic, you know, where, where basically people used to go and buy bread, you know, with, the, with these, you know, like backpacks full of money. And I know like my... <laughs> My friend, yeah, it was it was insane. Like my, I remember my uh, uh, my friends, my friend's father when I was going to school. He brought a lot of cash. Like he used to bring back all these bags of uh, Deutschmarks, you know, because they they took the currency off. And like they brought these Deutschmarks. They, they used to put it like in a fireplace to keep the fire going. So you you know it's insane. Like so that's that's what's gonna hurt the most the people because you know like. You know, people are like emotional, like emotional stability. I think that's what's missing right now, mm. you know, because people are weak emotionally, you know, and how do you get strong? Like, first of all, you know, you follow the right people. You don't consume the negative information. You, you, you get, you know, you get your head in place and you go and study and you go and get the right skills because look, you need to control what's going on around you, first of all, because you cannot control what's going on out there. You know, the players are just too big for us to, to, to say, oh, no, like, and nobody's going to do anything collectively. You know, you can see people like on Facebook, you know, it's like 20 people, you know, marching around with, you know, 
you know, with the signs, oh, put, yeah. you know, we're going to expose these people and it's going on for two hours and that's it. They, they're gone after, you know, everybody's like, oh, it's not going to work. So like nothing is going to happen because, you know, it has to be millions of people have to turn around and say like, whoa, like what's happening? But everybody's just posting stuff online on social media and discussing on this type of level. So, you know, like people have to take, you know, this personally and say like, listen, what you just said, like it's, it's the right time for me to do something. Because, you know, like Robert Kiyosaki and all these people were talking about the biggest shift, uh, you know, in, in, in the world. Yeah. Um, when it's, yeah. you know, the, the, the wealth, the wealth, the wealth cycle. Transfer. Transfer, yeah. So this is the time. Are you going to wait it out? You're going to wait it out and you're going to still wait because you get those people. Again, we talked about those. And I hope these guys are watching because I spoke about the partners who are going to study and just keep, keep studying and just wait it out and know oh, it's not the right time. It's not the right time. I'm just going to wait or you're going to take action because, you know, 20 years, 30 years after, uh, what you're going to tell to your kids, what you're going to tell to your grandkids, are you going to tell them, oh, I was waiting, but I, I just missed the opportunity or you were like, listen, that's how we got rich, you know, so take the advantage, guys, take the advantage, take, put, put some yes. action. Cause that's what Brendan is doing. So don't take my advice, take his advice. You know, he's doing this stuff. So it's awesome, man. I really appreciate, you know, really appreciate uh, the, the time, the, the, the effort, again, the knowledge. I, I still can feel you have so much to give uh, and uh, there's so much information that, that you can provide for people. And I would love for people to go and reach out to you to, to have more meaningful discussions rather than, you know, leaving comments, you know, on YouTube, uh, you know, comment section. So what will be those social media platforms for them to go and reach out to you and just have those, uh, those good, uh, good chats? Yeah. You know, Facebook is probably the number one and I'll see what happens here. You know, I'm, I'm really close to 5,000 friends and I have a business one, but I just rarely use it. So we'll see if I make that transition to my business, but yeah, you can hit me up on there. Um, otherwise, yeah. Um, that, that's probably the best way. And then if we start yeah. a conversation, we start a conversation. I'd love to do that. And do, do it quick before he reaches 5,000, because then, then you, you won't be able to add him, as, add him as a friend. Yeah. So, yeah. So really thank you, Brendan, today for your time. Again, you know, insightful, a lot of great knowledge, experience. I mean, you know, you went from serving military, you know, honing some really valuable skills. I'm talking about the life-changing skills, which helped you, you know, be in this position. Of course, along the way, you got some great people like, you know, again, shout out to your uncle that helped you along the way, you know, to transition into that and maybe install the belief in you that you can do things. So it, it is awesome, man. You, you, you're doing great stuff and you, you know, you're looking to, uh, to make even more doing this times, you know, and help a lot of people, you know, along the way. So it, it, it's awesome. I really appreciate the time, Brendan. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you as well, brother. I appreciate you. So guys, uh, you know what to do if you enjoyed this episode, make sure that you like the video, subscribe to the channel, of course, go and check it out, Brendan's uh, Facebook, go and reach out to him before he reaches 5k and make sure that you, you know, ask a bunch of questions. Maybe you want to get involved into real estate, have those type of talks because he's definitely one of those people they didn't want to reach out and talk with. So again, until the next episode, I hope you enjoy it and I will see you next time. Thank you guys.